Yes, yes. Hello, yes. it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the glorious cinema draft game. Oh, we had such a great week. I'm very excited. Going to have another great week, and we're kicking off right, damn it, with the tripod. You know them, you love them. It is, of course, the agent provocateur, the pop culture misanthrope. It is G-Nice. Say hello to the people, G-Nice. Wait, what was the one? What did you say? You said pop cultural misinformed. Pop cultural misanthrope. Yeah, I had to duck. It was like thrown in my head. (laughs) I recently listened to a podcast. These three dudes about comics. And there were like two dudes who were like arguing about what's good and what's beautiful. And then there was this third guy who was just like, that's stupid. That's stupid. (laughs) And I thought to myself, is that, am I that guy? You're you're that guy. Well, welcome back, G Nice. Welcome back. And of you're course, the smartest one in the show. Which is oh, you know what? Stop. You're stepping over our boys' intro. Damn Jeez. it. All right. So what's going on here? Why are you having second last? That's his fault. And Kelly, <laughs> I thought he was going to be late, but he made it here on time. He is more than ever our our WBD, <laughs> our working black writer in Hollywood, the Chocolate Cardinal himself. You know him. You love him. It's KG Kevin Gardner. What's up? I, I just clapped. You guys can't see what I just. I just clap. What just happened? Well, that, that's oh. on you. Show your face. I just Show clapped by accident. Ghostface <laughs> podcaster. I there heard the go. effects in the background, so I joined in. I hate myself. And there is a small chance we might even be joined later on. That <laughs> nice, nice basketball. Uh, maybe joined later on with, of course, fam of the pod, Jay Devlin, fresh off his mostly sports taping. He might join us if he can. Big shouts out to Jay Devlin because he's very. He's very. Uh, Prime to talk to us tonight about Fate of the Furious. So if he joins us, that'll be great. If not, we will definitely move this ball forward. Tonight's drinking game will be the word strike because KG might be a little fired up about this rider strike going on. Tell us a little bit about this rider strike. What's going on, damn it? I would definitely not say fired up. No one wants a strike, but... uh, (laughs) What are we fighting over this time? what's, What's up? It's the it's, I got like any kind of you know credits lately, but yes. What are what are we the collective we as the writing universe fighting over this time? We they are want to give Greg Nice a job. What? What's that? What? They're fighting over giving Greg Nice a job. They're like, yo, he deserves <laughs> it. Give it to him. <laughs> it's and we may strike over that very factor. But also, <laughs> we're talking about uh, health and pension fund, and we're talking about residuals on the streaming side there's a lot of issues residuals on the streaming side uh raising the minimums based on these new formulas because you it used to be where shows not to get too technical but a lot of shows had 22 episodes now they've cut the orders down to 10 and there's exclusivity causes within the contracts that don't allow writers to go and get another job Uh, so there's there's a lot of different issues going on more so on free. the TV side, but you know, it's like so. Basically, Netflix is fucking everything up as usual. <laughs> well, but, well, not to get—I don't want to get too into things, but I think the streaming services know that they're going to have to come to the table with more, and and you know, hopefully by May first, there will be a good deal on the table. I feel confident and hopeful that there will be a strong strike authorization, and that we will not have to use that. So we will. We'll, Put the weapon in our leadership's hands, and hopefully they will not 
There you go. Some inside baseball from the podcast for the people, the Cinema Draft podcast, damn it, straight from the WBW's mouth, damn it. You got inside dope on the writer's strike or non-strike, hopefully, no strike. The negotiations, the negotiations, contract negotiations. There you go. And just out of curiosity, even though, you know, Netflix movies and stuff aren't exactly, aren't, you know, really part of our Cinema Draft game uh, and probably never will be since they don't give up any damn kind of stats. But just out of curiosity, what is like the, the minimum for like a professional writer if he was going to like write on a on a series on a streaming service, like what do they get paid now? Uh, they they get paid the same basic minimums as a cable show. So uh-huh. you know your showrunner is probably making. Actually, I don't. I know the network stuff. I don't know the the cable minimums, but you're probably looking at around thirty for a showrunner down per episode, down to a twenty week twenty week guarantee for a staff writer at. Like it's probably thirty five hundred a weekish now. Huh. Like okay. That. So, so roughly about thirty. Oh, so twenty week as actually that's about seventy grand. Okay, that's not too bad. It's a that's yeah. a job. Yeah, that's a job. Jobs. And then and then you know you get paid for your scripts and that sure. sort of thing. So there's and then obviously if you're a bigger name you can negotiate more than that. But you know we all Fincher. hope to get there. <laughs> Venture. That's right. Excellent. All right. Well, well. Thanks to the inside dope. Here's my question. Here's my question, KG. Uh-oh. Did you talk at all at the meeting? Did I talk? There's yeah. thousands of people. I just came to hear what the leadership had to say, and I did not ask a question. You or... didn't like stand up and show your tims and say like, "Yo, this is what I think." No, I didn't have any questions. First of all, second of all, I hated in a question because and answer. WJ's on point. Damn it! I hated in a question and answer. Uh, portion of the program when people just come up to the microphone and make statements. It's like, dude, I did not come here to hear your life. Writers story. talk. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can do that anytime. I'm doing that right now with you guys. You know, that's <laughs> right. Three writers on a podcast. God save us all. All right. Well, on to our favorite. Okay, my favorite segment. It's what I'm watching. And damn it. Mm-hmm. Let's, I wish I – well, I don't want to pour anything out because it's my floor and I just got the house clean. But we'll pour a little proverbially out for the good fight. May its first season rest in peace. It was quite possibly the perfect freshman season. Damn it. If y'all haven't seen that or wow. bootlegged or copped or whatever, you guys need to see That was a great first season. It was excellent. And it has potential. I, I'm saying potential over a larger sample size to possibly surpass the good wife itself, which is easily – for me, a top 10 show of all time. And if you're talking like, you know, network show, it's easily a top five network show of all time. Wow. It's hard to do quality network. Wait, network. what was the show you said? The Good Fight. <laughs> the sequel, the spinoff or whatever to The Good Wait a minute, you compared Fight. the sequel to the original? Yes. Is that okay? <laughs> no. Sometimes sequels are better than the original. <coughs> Empire. Empire. <laughs> Godfather 2, at least so I'm told. You know. Uh, so you're told. You didn't... It's, yeah, I, I've got, oh, I've got some. Wait a minute, what? I saw The Godfather eons ago in in, uh-huh. in acting school, and and I, I didn't quite latch on to me, and then I never got to The Godfather two. I know. Whoa, Listen, listen. If I was savvy enough to figure out how to get back on, I would hang up on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove a point, because <laughs> that's Godfather two like that, huh? Godfather two. It's, it's a good. It's here's the thing. It's not even like I'm not. I'm not one of those people who thinks it's like the greatest thing ever. But it's the kind of thing you have to have seen. It's I know. Like, I totally agree. I'm. It's. It's. It's a failing. You know. Another thing. Also, another personal failing is since we're all coming clean. Since we're. What else is coming clean? Go ahead. 
I, I also have yet, I also did not re-catch in the rye when the two oh. courses in the two English, the two English courses in high school, like we were on track. I think we read like, you know, the the, the F, you know, the, the Great Gatsby and stuff, and they read Catch in the Rye, and I just never got around to it. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm turning in my English is, degree right now. Well, Catch in the I mean, Rye is a fantastic book. That's a great book. Right. That's a great but, book. If you no, weren't forced not, to read it, book, period. If you weren't forced to read it, I mean, I mean whatever. If, well, look, if you weren't forced to read it, we wouldn't read things. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying if he missed it during that track in high school, yeah, then I, I just would probably miss it. Exactly. It's there's not, plenty you know, of other stuff to read. No, that's kind of classic. And the truth of the matter is, part of the reason that book is classic is the timing of it. Dude's like running around trying to get with ass. It's like he's young. It's super what is this? young. Which podcast is this? Am I? Am I? I'm Part of the reason it's so exciting is because at the same time you're young and stupid, trying to make bad decisions, and he's this fumbling through the whole thing. So it's like I cannot believe you haven't seen. What is wrong oh, with you? I know I've I've failed as an artist. I, I absolutely have. That's why I'm really a tech website. They try to make that movie so many different ways, and they fail miserably. There's so oh, many. Catch it goes ride. down is a perfect example of something that was trying to be catching the ride, but it wasn't. Okay. So, um, anyways, so as as far as we're going for personal failings, you have personally failed if you have not seen the Good Fight. It is excellent. I don't know. I don't care how you get to see it. See that shit. It was. Dope. I mean, and I mean, just the dynamics of it all. It, it, it really dovetailed nicely at the end. Sets it up mm -hmm. perfectly for a second season. It's already been renewed. You know, I mean, that whole mm -hmm. CBS All Access thing. Mm, I'm not sure. I want you know. I, I want to pay just to see that, but it it's got legs. It really does. Hopefully, they'll bring it out for like this, a summer run or something because people really need to see that show. It's excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the Good Fight, uh, KG? I have not. I have also failed. I've heard nothing but great things about the Good Wife but, and the but, Good but this Fight. Is the difference. This is the difference, right? The Godfather. You can get it at the library. <laughs> no one goes to libraries but you, G. Nice, and, but, I, and I appreciate but, you doing business. But KG is he's not he hasn't said it because I cut him off. But he's what he's yeah. gonna say is I don't want to pay for it. No, I don't, I don't. I haven't even seen the Good Wife yet. I should watch the Good Wife first. Oh, now you're fucking watch the Good Wife. Right, now you're fucking up. Show. And, and I mean, look, no, look, that's a commitment. That's like you're talking 22 episodes over seven fucking seasons. That's a. But well, you don't have to watch the last season. But actually, the like season. Did you watch the Good Wife? Watch to season like four and then skip to the very last episode. Did you watch The Good Wife? I, yes. Are you lying? No. <laughs> I like. No, he watched it because it was set in Chicago. They filmed in New York, but it was set in Chicago. It oh, didn't even look like Chicago. It, uh, it was I, like, I like Julianne Margulies. I think she's, she's muted. She's hot. Like yeah, I was weirded out. Once I, once I figured out she was wearing a wig, it weirded me out the whole time. Was she really? See, see, that's, that's not her hair. Really, she she's got very thick, uh, nappy hair. I guess she does. She oh. does. And in this, it's very good. But then I, every every episode, I would stare at her forehead and look for the line. Oh. It was distracting. Oh wow! <laughs> we are breaking truth, hard truths on the Cinematraph podcast. Okay, what I'm also watching this one, you guys probably have a shot at. I know at least one of you guys have seen some of these episodes. Is Billions? This season of Billions. Is anyone with me on this? This thing is, it, they are on one. The dialogue is crazy. It's like high level yet accessible. Every mm. character is like totally thought through and has their own little world. I mean, they. I mean, and you're and you're seeing some really decadent shit. They opened up this last episode going on a, virtual, a VR that tour of a high end bunker. No. Wait, what? Are we good? No, I had a drink. He was asking if I had whiskey on the side. It's a Tuesday oh. night, G nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not listening. I'm not judging you. I like you either way. <laughs> well, I have to get up in the morning. 
<laughs> you know, someone's have to work in the morning. But no, but seriously, Billions is is, is on one. I, I love the first season because I love that. I mean, I got an MBA and all sorts of stuff. I love following that that uh, you know, the the whole macroeconomic type stuff, and also you know, hedge funds, all that sort of shit. But this season, it's just, I mean, they really they really set their game up. Like the dialogue is crazy. If you if you follow me on Twitter on a Sunday night, I mean, that's that's must see TV for me on Sunday nights. There's very few must see TV for me on certain nights. Scandal on Thursdays, and it's billions on Sundays. I have to watch this shit because their lines are just crazy, just, I mean, crazy creative. So have either of y'all seen billions at all or I this year? Not, not. What's his face, bro? Old Brody from uh, Homeland. I don't know if I can. No, no. Look, his his accent is. Oh, gee, nice. Participate. Wow. <laughs> I see. I, I know. I have seen it. I'm not current. I'm like uh, maybe three behind. Okay, but you're you're in the season though, right? I'm in the second season. Yeah, okay. I watched it. I watched it on Kevin's bootleg thing, and I. What what? <laughs> and I He's talking about the WGA. How dare you? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Fire, <laughs> fire. Um, I I Wait watched the first season no, and I watched it sort of out of I don't know. I liked it. I didn't awesome. love it. Out of pity? I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought Did you love anything besides new edition? <laughs> I have a but this season though, you have to admit, even a few episodes in, like they've stepped the writing up. Well, I will say this. That, right? I will say this. Uh yeah, the guy from Homeland. What's that dude's name? Brody. Yeah, no, sorry, Damian uh, <laughs> Lewis. Bruno, no, no, he's correct. The first time, Brody. I will say, <laughs> is a is a really good actor because he should not be starring in this thing, but he does a really good job. He like, well, his accent not, isn't authentic. Like he doesn't. I mean, it's not like you don't hear his total natural. I was Irish or English broke or whatever, but it doesn't quite sound Brooklyn either. It's this weird hybrid that's like kind of half American, which is weird because English actors normally nail American accents, but his is kind of bad. But you don't care because he's so fucking intense in this role. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. He's intense, and it's, the, yeah. it's like he should not like his he's his character is cooler than he is, but he <laughs> he like owns it and sort of convinces me slowly. It's like a slow burn. You're like, eh, all right. Like he eats up scenes, he but does. there's also good side characters. Um, the dude from Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, uh, D- uh, David Costabile who plays Wags. Uh, Wags. Wags, is Wags is on a bender. This <laughs> I season. really Wags do not like. Unchained. I really do not like the wife or her character. I just, what you mean the 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 woman from um uh the Sons of Anarchy? Uh, what's her name? Um, and also Mad Men too. Um, oh, the dark haired lady. From... Yeah, yeah, uh, Maggie Siff. I think she's great. Jax's uh, ex. She was, be- she was better last girlfriend. season, though. Yeah, Jax's girlfriend. That Tara. No, yeah, she's, it's she's... Arthur's Arthur's girlfriend. Arthur's girlfriend. That's a different show, dude. Arthur, isn't he Arthur? King Arthur. Arthur. Yes, he is. Oh. Don't 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 doubt me. I know things. And as I declared earlier on the podcast this morning, it's Hunnam season in three weeks. <laughs> actually, no, it's Hunnam season this weekend. Wow. City, Lost of City of Z. City of Z. Yeah, I'm seeing that on down. Thursday. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's good. It's fine. I mean, I, look, here's the, the end of season one, that big scene where they face off in the underground. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Was it great, though? Wait, wait, hold on. Are you, are you talking about the one where, where they're in the pool or the one where they're in the office, where they're tearing up the office? They're tearing up the office. They're in the basement and they have that. Oh, that like, was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. That was just, I see. Like, this, that was, it reminded me of Heat, that scene in okay. Heat where De Niro and Pacino sit down and have coffee. And that's like, how Koppelman described it, too. Like He said he, it, he was trying to evoke Heat in some other movies like that. Then, then he did because it was very anticlimactic to me. 
It was like <laughs> it was like it was like it should have been cool, and it was cool, but it wasn't like super cool. It was like solid. It was like a solid, solid thing. Okay, well, let me bring you into this season though. I'm all about this season. I mean, last season I thought was 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 great. This season is excellent. Like every episode, the writing is so fucking top notch. So how far are you? have you have you done the poker episode, the third one? Yeah, that feels good. Oh yeah, uh, or you mean him, them, Taylor. Uh, played by, uh, a, I believe, a woman named Asia. Yeah, Kate. I thought it was a woman. Well, well, no, well yeah, it, it, it's ostensibly probably was born a woman, but it's it's the character is supposed to be gender not not. I was talking about the actress. It's an actress. I think so. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an actress. I mean, no, to give you an idea, to give you an idea, real quick, KG, mm. and we'll try to get out of this cultural cul-de-sac, even though as much as I love billions. And you trust did it. Jason, you Jason, did it. I didn't do it. Thing, I didn't do it. What? I said, I didn't bring us here. You did this. You have to own this one. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying I'm the blame, blame, blame. I'm saying we're in one. I don't care how we got here. I love billions. But, no, but so the character's name is Taylor, right? Shaved mm-hmm. head, uh, uh, white person, you know, um, comes in wearing like a, a skinny tie. <laughs> just, just, just stay with me real quick. Skinny tie and dress kind of like just maybe kind of like a dude. We don't, we, we don't know. And so the first time we meet Taylor, the name of the character, uh, they walk in, they say, my name is, you know, Taylor walks in the, into you know, Damien Lewis's office, you know, the hedge fund guy. And, mm-hmm. and Taylor says, my name is Taylor. My preferred pronouns are they, them, and theirs. <laughs> like, okay, we're, you know, we're on board. And Taylor is just like this wonderkin, really smart, you know, uh, numbers person or whatever, but is, is like a gender non-conforming individual, and so, everyone. So the, they, Taylor prefers to be called they, like yes, and everyone respects Taylor it. as they. Yes, absolutely, and everyone respects it because not only because it's the right thing to do, you know, I guess, yeah. but also it's it's you know Taylor's such a badass. Like Taylor wins yeah. poker tournaments and and susses out like you know stocks and and moves and stuff like that. Taylor's a really interesting character. I'm really the only issue really, I have with with that is that they is plural. Yeah, no. So I, I did not. I was not moved by that. That scene did not move me the same way it seemed to have moved that. <laughs> I think, loved it. <laughs> Sorry, cool, I love that. I think the cool part about her character is that their they, character, their character, yes, is that this person, they, yeah. uh, is has like this internal battle the whole time, where she's like cutthroat and smart and can like go for blood, but she's like constantly there. trying to still yes, be a good person. Yes. They're a good person. We're going to make you struggle with this pronoun, damn it. I honestly <laughs> we're going to ship you off to North Carolina. I vaguely remember that scene. That would be, that would be difficult to, to, to refer to them constantly as, I guess, it's just practice. It's just practice. Them, and it's funny they, by, like, by episode seven, I mean, everyone's doing it, even not in their presence. It's amazing. Uh-huh. It's awesome. So, yeah, Billions on one this year. I love it. The game theory is off the hook. And with just so many layers, levels of subterfuge, I can't wait for you to get caught up, G-Nice. Let me know when you are because it's it, it's got some good shit. And especially, too, uh, Giamatti's dad actually plays a super active role. In this uh, I really dislike that actor, but he does a good job. Whoa. He's just smarmy. What, Giamatti or, or the dad? The dad. Jimmy is really, really, really good. He's really, really good, but he just, he's really, really good. Every time he speaks, though, it makes, I think he's John Adams the whole time. <laughs> no, but his character, honestly, is set up so, so he, spe- he speaks in, like, soliloquies, analog, analogies, and all these, like, in, I mean, he's really, like, a rich kid with a trust fund who grew up, you know, really, really smart, and never, and no one ever had to tell him he had to fit in. Right, but, and that, to me, is one of the, not flaws, but one of the reasons it makes no one's really likable. Yeah. Right? So that makes it kind of like, I, if they both shoot each other, 
or like they both like both go to jail, I'm fine with that. You know what right. I mean? Like, and, and it gets even worse this season too. Just yeah, hit, definitely hit me up once you're caught up. You will. But it's not like Breaking Bad where there was this arc. They just both came out like assholes, and it stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and ostensibly, you're kind of rooting for for you know the the billionaire because that's the kind of the prism you're introduced through. But no one's clean, and everyone's bad. And, and trust me, Axel's some heinous shit, like 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 legally heinous shit that you're like, okay, we you're just you're a bad guy, but yet I'm still rooting for you. It's, it is like some Breaking Bad shit. I don't know. I, I can't even explain. I love billions. Definitely get up on it, KG. If, if you like good writing too, it's so on. And it's only like ten like episodes. Writing. What's that? You didn't like good writing. Tell me top five again. Feud <laughs> no, is bad. the other thing I'm watching. I'm gonna keep this movie long. I am. I'm a little surprised how much I enjoyed this because it really is. I mean, some great performances and another instance where neither of these ladies are likable. I mean, great performances by Jessica Lang and Susan Sarandon. And I covered it before, but how it's attacking, you know, ageism and sexism in Hollywood and stuff. It's all that's still there. But as this series moves along i mean you do really feel a soft spot for both of you know for both joan crawford and betty davis they're fighting a lot of internal and external demons and also just the fact that you know they're also not clean like at all like they're kind of like like kind of like you know our, our leads in billions kind of reprehensible but yet it comes from a totally understandable place so mm-hmm. phew, it's awesome and Mamacita, Mamacita. Can't, I don't know who the actress is who plays her. Mamacita's awesome, and the Americans, Allison Wright, who plays uh, Alfred Molina, who plays the director in this in this uh, limited event series. He uh, she plays uh, his assistant, and she's awesome too. Big shouts to Martha out there in Russia, season five or whatever. Americans, big shouts to Martha, Americans. Uh, they're the real MVPs. So that's what I'm watching. Damn it, what are y'all watching? I saw watching Americans. Season one? I watched season one. I really liked it. I saw the first part of season two, and then I was like, ah. No, nah, nah, it's, it's really good season, I think. Uh, two's pretty good. Three and four are excellent. I'm just starting four now. I'm like two episodes into four. So. The dude yeah, is four really is excellent. Good. What's up? The dude is really good. You hate oh, yeah, Matthew Reeves. Yeah. a mole on her face. <laughs> Ooh, Felicia? Wait, no, Felicity? Carrie Russell. No, <clears> the, Felicity. The girl who makes pie. What is that movie? Pie. Waitress. Oh, Waitress. American Pie? What? No, you ever seen Waitress? She makes pies. Actually, I think pies I did. Toy for yes. No. Wait, you've seen that movie, but you haven't read Catcher in the Rye. You're you know what? You know what? Okay, what do you guys watch? KG, what do you watch? Also, besides uh, catching up on season four of The Americans, I'm still watching The Breaks. Okay. Still solid. I'm still a fan of that. Still watching uh, 24. I have yet to watch the finale but you know 24 is 24. wait wait hold on it's so hold on 24 they've already gone to 24 episodes like like they're only doing like 12 or something this time shut up are you serious so oh my god they should call it 12. that's not that that would have been funnier it's 24 legacy with dr dre and then in parentheses 12. wait hold on a second so (laughs) (laughs) so they're they're done they they just finished the finale i think was monday and i'm uh, the only one I have yet to watch. So wow, okay, interesting. <laughs> I was I was kind of just hanging in there. Like I like it's kind of interesting. I wish I was more mm. into it, but I'm not. Does that yeah, make at, sense? At a certain point, it, it's you know it, it's like watching uh, one of the Marvel shows on Netflix. By episode, no, just Iron Fist. Iron Fist is well. Iron I didn't watch the one. <laughs> but the, some of them, you know, 
by episode five, you realize they're not really going to kill your main guy, and sort of the stakes kind of get lower. Wait, it took you five episodes to realize that they were going to kill the main guy. No, you sort Wait, of. Do you not know how this works. You go into it anticipating the danger, but it sort of it makes you really realize that they're not going to. Point being, with the twenty-four, <laughs> they put the guy up in a tree, they throw rocks at him, then they have <laughs> they have him get out of it in kind of easy ways that aren't necessarily as complex as you would like, which is sort of the thing with twenty-four. They have a lot of great scenarios, and then they kind of just skirt their way out of it a little bit too easily at times, but still. I'm with it for one more episode. Very good to see, uh, you know, Black Jack doing his thing. Black Jack, I like that. <laughs> yes. Corey Hawkins actually is legit. I saw Kong Skull Island. He's very solid on that. Yeah, I, mean, I like it's pretty much a thankless role. Yeah, he's in Walking Dead too, which is a, was also a thankless, <laughs> thankless role. <laughs> and G nice besides your kids, what are you watching? Anything? Uh, let me think. What have I watched? I watched. I've been watching. Barney doesn't count. Huh? I love you. You love me. No, oh, Barney doesn't. I would never make my kids watch that. Um, <laughs> I I, uh, I watched part of. Sorry, sorry, mom. <laughs> I watched part of. Uh, Hi, Jane. <laughs> I watched like the first three. I'm not through it, but I watched like the first three episodes of Homeland, the most recent Homeland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you caught up on Homeland, KG? I have not. I'm a season behind on that. Uh, okay. This this one's a very interesting season. Not because it's good, like it's great. It's got pockets of goodness, but it's it's a, it's a tough hang a little bit. It, yeah, it, feels, it feels different. The first three feel different. It feels yeah. less plot-driven. It feels like they're trying to do something like – they're trying to – I don't know. The, the second okay. half, I think, is a lot better than the first half of the season, but yeah. Absolutely. It just feels like a lot of setup. Yeah. Um, I finished that show that I keep telling you guys about. The Patriot or something? Yeah. I've told three people, other people, to watch it, and they've gotten back to me, and they told me how much they hate it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So I don't have to watch it now. I saw yeah, it on my really notes app on my phone, and I'm like, damn it. I need I need to watch it because G-Nice said it's good. They it's hate it. really, really good. These people are wrong. It's just <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, oh, and I watched – what else? I watched something else. I watched – um. A really bad movie. Oh, I didn't watch it yet, but I, I'm very excited. They made this book called Slam into a movie. Okay. And it's on Netflix. That's what I want oh. to watch. It's called, it's called Slam? It's on Netflix? It's called it Slam. A, and the book is really good. Is and it about poetry or basketball? It is about <laughs> skateboarding. Bitches! Ooh. <clears throat> oh, wait. Hold on a second. So, you're oh. going to read it, and then you're like, what is this about? Hold on. Is, is it, it has to do with like an Australian guy, something like that? Is he Australian in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm look, I'm asking. I just I just it's looked up Slam on the same, IMDb. It's the same guy who it's Nick Hornby, so it's a British kid. It's called Slam. S L A M. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm just, look, there's a lot of slams out there. I'm just saying. It's 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 a kid who ha- it's a, a teenager who gets his girlfriend pregnant. Is it foreign film? Is it? I don't know if it's foreign. It's on Netflix. Oh, man. All right, I'm, I'm gonna just... have to find the link for you. Please, please do. I'm. Well, you know, not like I need more stuff to watch on Netflix, but I'm just trying to. So that's out. my is the, is the question. What are you going to watch? Because that's what I'm going to watch. That was okay, not fine. the question. Well, it, I it's fine. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And yes, that is what we're watching. So for this main. Topic. Oh, I'm also still watching Iron Fist, but man, is it tough. 
<laughs> it is so tough. Yeah, so let's just let's circle back real quick. That is a tough one. I am. I think I'm through ten or eleven. Mm. I lose track, and I watch like maybe one a week at this point. It's so hard, but I'm determined to get to the end because I want to be caught up when defenders come. Because I'm mm. hoping defenders will be dope. At least three quarters of them will be that much. We know. Yeah. <laughs> it is tough, right. though, right? It's 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 rough. It's so rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even like even on the comic book podcast, they're like, "Yo, this is rough. This is brutal," Jeez. and it makes no sense. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm over it. Okay, anyway, so yes, uh, now that we wasted our good applause, we are back to the main segment of this podcast. It is the top three basketball movies. You yeah. know the rules. Name an actor and at least one example of their performance. But why are we doing basketball movies? You got to set it up. <laughs> Okay, yes. Thank you, G-Nice. It is because of your astute suggestion for this topic that we're doing our top three basketball movies, and it's awesome. Because you had to call that out, you will go last. Oh, no. Aren't we doing it because it's the NBA playoffs? That's what I think. And you're damn straight. We're doing it because the NBA playoffs, my you know, my DraftKings lamps are on fire, not making any money. Awesome. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to name, we're not actually not going to name the actor, we're going to name the, the movie, damn it, and we're going to alternate picks. Uh, I go, then, K, then KG goes, then G-Nice goes, and we start all over again. And we're only going to do top, our top three. And since it is my damn podcast, hashtag power trip, I shall go first. And of course, yeah, go Bulls. God dang, they're 2-0. This is bananas. Wow. I know. Yeah, poor Isaiah Thomas, IT from not not necessarily the two hundred six, but from the four two five. You know, good luck, mm-hmm. good luck with all that. You know, your Jimmy buckets, yes. You know, uh, peace and blessings and all that good stuff to you on the loss of your sister. You'll never hear this podcast, but positive energy your way. All right. Anyways, so in honor of the NBA playoffs and our top three basketball movies, I of course will take my second favorite movie of all time off the board. We all know it. You can even type it as I speak it. Wait, let me type it. What? What? No. Oh, yes, it's so off. No, of course not, (laughs) damn it. No. What is it? G-Nice, are you serious? You did not know this about me? Oh my goodness! All right, well let me let me bring this up on the on the old IMDb real quick and then share my screen because this is I knew Kevin was going to say I'm, that. I'm disturbed. You, I'm going to actually revoke your friend pass. How do you not know this about me? And this, of course, white men can't jump. Wow. White yeah, men. Yeah, I thought can't that would be jump. your second though. <laughs> my second. No, well, it's my second favorite movie of all time. It's my number one basketball movie. That's your second favorite movie of all time. Yes, number one is Boomerang. I mean, what are we well, talking? Well, he hasn't he hasn't seen Godfather two yet. Godfather <laughs> two. Well played. Well played. Where is it? Do I have a rim shot? Where's my rim shot? There you go. Well, well played. Yes, white man can't jump. Damn it! It is possible. Is a perfect. That's funny. I always judge that. You. I mean, yes, yes. I, I know you like that movie. I thought that was gonna be your second round. No, 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 God, no, no, we, no, I love, you know, yes, I love Sanaa Lathan more than anyone, actually, I mean, Love and Baffle was my first exposure to Sanaa Lathan, you know, a rough cut, like, six months before it came out, so I do have a deep attachment to that movie and her, but no, 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 we're not getting, no, don't get it twisted, half a decade before, I was entranced as a young junior in high school, actually, I took a, I think I took three buses or something up to go see it on Aurora Avenue North with a bunch of white kids, and it was awesome, I had the time of my life, damn it, I mean, it was trash talking, the baffle action was totally exaggerated, but 
fun as hell. A lot of trick shots, a lot of you know eight foot rims and stuff. It yeah. was fantastic, and it. I mean, for all right, just to give you a quick background. My a lot favorite of traveling, player, also by the way, a lot of traveling, a lot, a lot of, of traveling, exactly, a lot of three and four step hops and all. Before spinning, the Euro step, too. Before the Euro spinning step. around. Putting the ball behind your around back. Around your back and, you know, the <laughs> dipsy dude. I mean, besides this, it being probably the best movie of trash talking ever made, it also was – it also had – it also – to give you some background, my favorite basketball player of all time, sorry, Michael Jordan fan over there, is Gary Payton. Thank you. And the reason why I love Gary Payton is the fact that <laughs> – Talk trash, and he played defense, and he backed it all up. And I fell in love with that dude when I heard, when I read the Sports Illustrated article his senior year at Oregon State, when he's on fire, lighting some poor team up, and he screams at the opposing you know, bench, "Get somebody out here who can guard me!" After that, I was done, done. So when a movie that personified the spirit of Gary Payton came out, damn it, it was it was White Man Can't Jump, and I was all about that movie. So go ahead, rip me to pieces. I don't care. That's my damn movie. Hey, it was a super entertaining movie. I wouldn't put it number one for me, but it's definitely on the list of top 10 basketball movies. Uh, okay, fair enough. Well, then, then go ahead and do the obligatory because I know which one yours is going to be. Yeah. But, wait, but, wait, 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 I, don't I don't get to comment. I don't get to comment. I don't get to comment. I okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You Prime, guys jump in. Prime Wesley Snipes. Prime Wesley Snipes. Woody Harrelson. Yep. You know, this, this was uh, maybe the peak for both of them. Well, Probably not for Wesley, but Woody was coming off of Cheers, obviously. It's, yeah. it's Billy Ho. <laughs> Billy Ho. <laughs> G nice. What didn't look? Here's the thing: basketball movies are tough because who who directed this? Uh, Ron I Shelton. Think... He wrote it also. Yeah, a guy yeah. did Bull Durham. Yeah, basketball movies are and tough. And Tin because... Cup too. He had a you know sports franchise in the nineties. That's true, huh? Well, look, I feel like it's hard because sometimes you do these movies where it's about basketball and the basketball is so ridiculous that you're like, oh. <laughs> like, I remember there was one shot where, like, Wesley put it through his legs and then just lay up. But you could see the rim was, like, six and a half feet at the back. It was so ridiculous that I was like, oh. It just made me feel like they were using, like, rubber basketballs. I don't know. <laughs> and I know, I know part of that was, like, the 90s cross colors, but I remember thinking, like, he looked ridiculous. But G Nice, it could have been so much worse because Urban Legend has actually, it's not even Urban Legend, Ron Children's backed this up in several oral histories. That the person that they originally super wanted to have, it was like gonna be this guy, if only he could fucking play basketball, was Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is gonna be <laughs> Billy Hoyle. <Wow. laughs> well, I read something that yeah. said Can't that Woody actually plays ball, that he's like natural, but that Wesley did not. And that that's that was also kind of part of it too. But he was such a good athlete, and he's coming off of like Wildcats and other shit. Like he, you know, I mean, he oh, it's like he never so played ball. He wasn't a baller. Yeah, I thought I also thought the movie was just it was fine. Look, it was fine. It's a good movie. If I never see it again, I I think I'll be okay. No, yeah. that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. <laughs> really? You get a better life. I'm sorry. You will not I mean, be okay. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, Rosie Perez naked. <laughs> Billy, Billy. That's right. That's that. He was always, he was always awesome. Letters with that start with letter. Foods with letters. letter Q. Yeah, but, but didn't you ask something like the story didn't quite make sense? Uh, yeah, to the woman. So much wisdom that movie, damn it! So much wisdom. I enjoyed it. And then, of course, and then Marcus Johnson and his. I mean, I don't know how many roles he's had since then, but that was damn near iconic, you know. <laughs> you know, I'll go back to my gun. I'll go back to my car, my glove apartment, get my gun. 
shoot everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can do, I can do a whole podcast. Yeah, why don't you start from the beginning? Let's see how far you get. Go. What's that? Start from the beginning of the movie. See how far you get. Go. You know what? Look, I mean, you know what? I'm no, actually curious. I'm serious. Please do it. We don't have time for that. Yes, we do. I don't think you can get that. That's a, that's a cul-de-sac too far. Man, I'm telling you, because I'm already thinking about the hymn that those old guys are singing on the corner as the as Woody drives by. And his little, you know. Okay, let me stop. All right. Anyways, let's move on to KG. I know he's primed and ready to go. This is I knew you were going to say. So this is this yes. predictable. To me, it's fine if it's predictable. It's like predictable that like. Number one is number one. Hoosiers yeah. is my pick. Oh, interesting. I thought Gene Ice was going to grab that. My bad. Hoosiers. That, Hoosiers to me, best <laughs> basketball movie ever. Overrated. Down. You got your Gene Hackman. You got your Dennis Hopper in a comeback role as the alcoholic guy. Uh, Hackman is obviously the man with the plan. He's got his little book. He plays by the rules, and if, if they don't want to – do what he says. They go out there with Jimmy, four players. Jimmy Chitwood. Chitwood. I'll make the shot, coach. I mean, it's Under a classic. It's a classic. Chuck <laughs> All Stars. KG, you threw me for a loop. I, 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 just, I oh. honestly thought you would have held it down for, for, for Cali and, and you know, and, and, and gone no. the other way. But this is, this is no. very impressive. I, I was going totally to make my here. G Nice would have done this. This is like up his, his Rudy. Look, you know, look dude, Hoosiers is, really, Hoosiers is a fantastic movie. Yes. It's a really good movie. I, I, again, only need to watch this movie one more time in my life when I show my kids. Okay. After that, I don't need to see it again, but it's really well, you admit they need to see it. <laughs> what? No, no, no they, they, they need to see it. It's a classic. I understand, you know, the reasons for it, but there's, I mean, not to get, you know, to, <laughs> not, not to get to John Carlos on the stand about it, but I always yeah. felt a little unease at the end when they play the all-black high school from Indianapolis. They oh my God, these guys are so what? big and scary because they're black. Happen. It's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> like every single movie ever made about sports. I know, but even back in like '83, when the hell this thing came out, and I first saw it. I just felt like, really? Do we have to be that guy? Do we have to be that? I, I also get the heebie-jeebies when at the end of Friday Night Lights, like the the movie, they kind of do the same thing with the Dallas, you know, team. I mean, mm-hmm. eh, yep. Dallas Carter High. Oh, they're big and tough and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always makes you feel. I mean, I'm not, I'm not out there like on some 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 Jimmy Wait, Kimmel. Wait, you guys not know the rules to these movies? Because <laughs> there was an obvious rule. I can see that and they're definitely were the issues but still for me hack, I don't know if, if there were awards won with this movie but certainly there had to have been some nominations in there some kind of way remember the yeah, scene I'm, where they measured the rim yeah, yeah. Was, I, I don't know why that was so perfect that it was like oh man that guy's so smart <laughs> yes that was, was a good great. scene Definitely good. Ten feet measured the the baseline, measured the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy yeah. movie. That's a great movie. All right, Gina. So go say the third one. We all. all right, well, I'm gonna take it because I'm shocked you did not. I'm gonna take I it. Somebody out there. So I, I love so love and basketball. There it is. A fantastic movie. It is a fantastic Absolutely. movie. It is ridiculous. This the yes the basketball the elements of it are. are I'm gonna play you for your heart. Purely absurd. <laughs> But here's the thing: those two together in that movie were so charming, mm-hmm. and the so the way it was set up, the whole thing, <laughs> the this the story with his dad was whatever. But the two of them together was cute. Even like this ridiculous setup where I'll play you for love at the end. Yeah, I'll play you for your heart. It's awesome. To Michelle Odegio Jello music, mm-hmm. and it's it's so mm-hmm. absurd, but it's 
fantastic. And it's just sweet and it's kind and it's a fun it's a fun parallel. It's a I I am a huge fan of this movie. And every time I think I was on cable recently and I sat down and I actually watched it again. It's pretty yeah. satisfying. It's I know Kevin's satisfying. gonna hate on it because I've heard it. And Snot hasn't aged mm-hmm. a day. She looks That's the what exact I was say. same. Oh my that god! Could be a, that could be a still from shots fired, like same. <laughs> you know, you know, same you know and that and that that show is pretty on fire itself. And also, it was funny because I saw a trailer for some movie called and I and I tweeted from the the play Cinema Draft account. Uh, it's called American Assassin, which it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because um it's got a uh, Dylan O'Brien in it or whatever. And I, and he's actually a badass. Got Michael Keaton, and then his his handler Dylan O'Brien is like some badass American Assassin guy, and and his handler is you know smile lathan looking you know evergreen i mean this chick mm-hmm. she's, she's incredible i love her i i'm well documented in my you know love for <laughs> smile lathan it's not even you know it's it's not even funny but yeah it's a great movie it's a classic did it just say clever sexy horny i did see that i'm just keeping moving i'm keeping moving <laughs> oh my god it said horny this is crazy <laughs> that's uh i'm stopped i'm stopped that no no we're not gonna tarnish the, the good clever name, sexy horny and also you know just give a shout out to gina prince blythewood the uh writer she's the director of i don't know if she wrote it but yeah, and yeah. she she did she, she did a play ball for her. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, was, go ahead. I think she she apparently played ball. Part of this was based on her. Well, and also the best part too, like, and here's here's Gina Prince, you know, bites it on, on the left hand side. Is that here's a great case of an actor who didn't really play basketball, Smile Lathan, mm-hmm. who got trained up, <laughs> who got yeah. coached up. So you know, mm-hmm. it can happen. There was some like great. The other thing is, there were some great moments like that when they're early, when they're growing up, to even like the cheesy intro with the kids was good but there's mm-hmm. some great moments where they're like in high school and he's wearing all the jordan gear it's just mm-hmm. like the time frame the time it was like perfect like she killed that time the dance the club yeah. all that stuff was like mm-hmm. yeah that was it yeah it's good it's just a good movie so satisfying you're, you're absolutely right gina it's intensely satisfying and so I, so my next movie Next movie, I'm going to take off the board. I mean, this one just almost goes without saying, especially knowing how much I love this guy as an actor. It's He Got Game. I mean, let's, I mean, it's outstanding. It's Denzel. I mean, I would say it's not peak Denzel per se, but it's yeah. it's not even like a great <laughs> role per se, but he does so much with it. It's interesting. This guy's, you know, I mean, he's, he's fresh out of jail only to, to spring. I mean, all this stuff is kind of a little cheesy too. Oh, get your son to sign with Big State, whatever. Okay. Fine. I mean, it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very, written by spike lee you know what i mean like, yeah exactly but i mean everything i mean you know young ray allen it, as jesus Shuttlesworth, it's so yeah. iconic people still to this day call him jesus shuttlesworth this shit yes. came out 20 years ago <laughs> still jesus shuttlesworth awesome. yes sir but like when they had like the nickname night in the nba it's like he had shuttlesworth on his I mean, it's just it's, uh-huh. it's iconic it's great i love it yeah and, and then, also first, the girlfriend yeah she's oh yeah uh, was was that was that Ava Mendez? No, no. no fool, it was Rosario. It was, oh, that was Rosario. Oh, oh, you know, Rosario. I was thinking about the prostitute. Wasn't the prostitute Ava Mendez? Oh no, that was Mila. No, she was later. Jivich. That was who? Mila Jovovich, whatever. You oh yeah, Mila. Yeah, Mila Jovovich. That plot line was 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 peak. Uh, Wait a minute, the but... entire movie was ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yes. This, honestly, you said it wasn't peak Denzel. But it was because otherwise that story made no sense. <laughs> he just carried Roger it Smith like, is playing a shady dude. First of all, when in the history of shady guys has they ever been that light skinned? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. 
<laughs> not, not <laughs> okay. I am steering this in a very weird direction, but no, no, you see, no but I mean, I mean, seriously, you see, I mean, he, he could have, I don't know, you know, I, I take that back. Never mind, I'm going down a very dark road with this. <laughs> Big time, oh, Willie. Come on, what are we talking about? But it was, it was, it was definitely entertaining. This is the one for all of the great movies that Spike did, for all the great movies that Denzel did. This was the one that they sort of got on credit. Like the studios were like, <laughs> you guys have done a lot for us. We're going to let you have this one. But it was still entertaining. And again, the, the uh, climactic scene where father plays son yes. for, you know, the big stakes of the movie. Uh, Rosario on the Ferris wheel with Shuttlesworth. Oh, uh, great scene, great scene. Uh, Rick, great Rick Fox. Rick Fox as... Uh, yeah, he was funny. That was a good team. Yo, that whole basketball team was great. Hill Harbor, Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln Rail Splitters. Ain't nobody fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. Who else was on? They had another guy. Was Hill yeah, they had... Uh, what's his name? Played for Kentucky. Um, uh, Mashburn? Was Mashburn on It wasn't Mashburn. It was... Oh, God. What was that guy's name? Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me bring up this cast. Hold on a second. They had... Hill Harper was definitely on there. Rick Fox. Mm -hmm. Leonard Roberts? No. He, 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 Walter McCarthy. There's Walter McCarthy. That's right. From, oh. from Boston. He played at Boston. In North, was it North Carolina? Right. He played? I thought he was Kentucky, no? Kentucky. Yeah, no, he did yeah. Kentucky, right. Dan um, Crumb himself, Nolan Richard himself. I, here's Charles the thing. Thompson. I think Kevin's right. The storyline with the prostitute made no sense at all. But oh. I will say that scene was like weirdly sweet. This like broken mm -hmm. weird moment where he's like with this and he's like having this bonding moment with it was so awkward, but it was so strangely sweet. Hey, that's Marlo was the movie? Wow, interesting. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. That's like a classic, and Denzel just eats up the movie. Yes. Yeah, he does. And, and 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 we all know the whole the the urban history or the oral history behind that final scene too, of course. It's supposed to be, you know, ten to nothing, you know, um uh him being getting beat down by his son, but from the jump, you know, Denzel's like, nah, I'm scoring this motherfucker. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. Denzel, I guess, played uh, freshman ball at Fordham or JV ball or something, and he played uh, with <laughs> Carlos Mo, blah blah blah. But that's the thing, so, he looked like he actually knows how to play. Exactly. Yeah. Like he had that old man game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it wasn't like the shuttles were a sweet jumper, but he had that back you down, you know, yeah, Euro step game, yeah. type, yeah. And, and it's funny because I guess when he gets those three zero, like you know, Ray Allen looks over to like the retros, to his acting coach, like, what the fuck, like what's going, on? like yeah, should I start playing now? I mean, you know, what are we, what are we doing? He's off book, he's off script. So yes, mm -hmm. he got game, uh, great movie, and let's move on to KG's number two. This is one that I thought would definitely be I off the board. Say. I know this time. Say. It's fine if you know what I'm going to say or not. I think so too. Is Hoop Dreams. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm with that. I'm glad uh, the movie I want to do number three is still alive. So go ahead. <laughs> but it's, you know, going to say it. I can. Yeah. It's, again, it's a, it's a great movie. Documentary, for those that don't know, chronicling the, the lives of uh, Arthur Agee and William Gates, guys that were pegged as eighth graders to be guys that would go to the pro. And these documents, Chicago, this document, you're stealing all his Midwest swag right now, KG. I am. And then, <laughs> uh, this doc, these documentarians followed them around for like what, probably ten years almost, showing their their journeys through basketball. And it's great if you have if you have a kid who is into sports and thinks they're going to go to the league. You know, he's like a coach now. You need yeah. to show him this. Movie. Arthur, uh, what's his Arthur name? Arthur Agee. He's like a coach or something. 
They wow, also this thing did, was like 25 years ago. That's crazy. Or 23 years ago. This this director also did, not to take another one off the board, because I don't think anyone's going to get this one anyway, but he also did the documentary on, uh, the 30 for 30 documentary on Allen Iverson, which was another great, uh, was great. basketball documentary. That's so, good. That one was less exciting, but yeah. It was still a great one. Yeah, so, so our, our reigning yeah. Chicagoan, G-Nice, any thoughts on Hoop Dreams? You... Hoop Dreams great. It's great. I would have said it. <laughs> it's great. It's, a, it's great. It's that compelling. It's like interesting. Both of the guys have like a cool, twisted, hard road, mm-hmm. and they both come out in different places. Mm-hmm. Like I still pay attention to the guys. I mean, I, like I said, I know I, I don't know what uh, William Gates is doing anymore, mm-hmm. but I know Arthur is a coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the whole thing about that movie was real too, because I well I, I don't know. I, but when I lived in Chicago, however briefly, it's like a year and three months, or whatever. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's just it's kind of cool to see to hear about some of these schools and teams in person you know that these guys went to like they were like really on a track for stardom and just like life got in the way it's just you know very mm-hmm. affecting all right g nice number two what you got all right so i have to make a disclaimer here the problem with this idea oh who came up with this ridiculous idea is what? that these there's only so many good basketball movies and then there's a number of other basketball movies. Right. So we're asking gonna, for three, G-Nice. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, okay, so I'm going to take this in a different direction because all the ones I actually like are now off the table. So <laughs> the second thing I'm going to say is uh, I am going to go with Teen Wolf. As absurd as it was, and it was ridiculous, it was highly entertaining. And by the way, Teen Wolf could ball once he turned into <laughs> <up. laughs> ball, dude. We turned into like a six foot dude. He was like crossing people over and taking it to the hole. He was like dunking off a trampoline. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, honest to God. So here's the thing Teen Wolf was written by a comic book writer. And okay. just the idea, like, I don't know how this got made. Look at those pictures. <laughs> Why would you say, yeah, yeah, yeah? That's a great idea. It got made because Michael J. Fox is the biggest star in the world at the time, and you wanted to do it. Right. Yeah. I guess, but he said, "Like, let's look at this. What, how is it possible that that girl would say yes to him? How is it possible? It's almost like Planet <laughs> of the Apes, like, like that's where you fall in love with the robot. That would never happen. You never fall in love with the. And then the dad turned into the wolf too. And then uh, the first, he falls in love. Her name was Biff or something like that, right? Her name was yeah. Uh, it was something really stupid. Was it like weird? Yeah, it's a totally absurd, but it was so fun and so stupid that uh, and yeah, they made a second one. They made several of them. There was a TV show, I think. Oh, that's right. I'm almost positive there's a TV show that may have just wrapped no up. on MTV and actually MTV, it was right? called Teen Wolf. It, it's yeah. Dylan. It was what launched Dylan O'Brien. He was the Teen Wolf. I don't know who that is. Again, like how he was the guy how, in the Maze Runner movies. If, yeah. Okay. How how <laughs> is this person covered in hair? <laughs> and how does he become popular? Like I don't understand the concept. Because he can be really scared and mm-hmm. run away from the person that bites them. They could at first. Remember, they came in for the <laughs> loose ball, and everyone crowded around him, and he started growling, and he turned into the wolf, and everyone looked at him. Then he sort of dribbled slow, and then went and to they, the basket, and then he made a basket, and then they liked it. We <laughs> 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 just goes to show you that if you can make buckets, no matter what you are, what you do. Yeah, that's right. you I just also want you to point out that uh, 
Kevin had memorized that scene, so I am not alone in this thought. It's, uh, it's, you know, it was a very entertaining movie. What, what was the year on that? Eighty-seven. Eighty-something. Gotta be super early. Eighty-five. Oh, eighty-five. Okay, you know. Look at the Metacritic score: twenty-five. <laughs> they hated that movie. <laughs> oh, it's absurd, but it was also it highly, movie. highly entertaining. But for like pre-teens, it's a, it's a classic. Yeah, look, see, right, that Jeff Lowe. It's something. That, that Jeff Lowe is a comedy good. This guy who's like the godfather or whatever of the, the Marvel uh, TV universe. So yeah, but he also, he, he started here and then he wrote a bunch of comics. Jeff, J-E-P-H. Hmm. That's correct. Jeff Lowe. And his, and his, um, oh, is, is his brother's, uh, who's his brother again? Um, you know, I, feel like I feel like I've seen that last name a lot. On well, no, you have because I'm trying to remember. He's on all the Marvel. He's on all the Daredevil uh, no, yeah. but his bro- his brother is um oh, God. What is his name? The guy who did all the the uh, you know the, the 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 big guy in the um in the Marvel universe. What's his uh, the big guy? The Hulk? No, no the um oh, shit. Who's the, the guy who who um who who's the guy who did the Avengers? Like the first one. Are you talking about Josh Whedon or, or uh... Oh, you know what? Never mind. You're right. That's a different guy. Never mind. But yeah, he's 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 up in this thing. He does. Yeah, you're right. He's a big comic book guy. Never mind. I totally got him mixed up. Jeff Loeb is something different. All right. Anyways. All right. So my next movie, inspired choice, G Nice. That's crazy. I really thought you were going to steal my last one, but I'm glad you didn't because we're talking above the rim. Damn it. That movie. <laughs> come on. You knew it was going to come. You knew it had to come out there, right? The movie is ridiculous. It's a ghetto class, and we love this. Great I mean, soundtrack, though. Great soundtrack, timeless soundtrack. Great soundtrack with with some death row artists on there. They have a uh, they have that 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 uh, Daz beat. Snoop yes, Tupac. yes, that's a great beat. That's an excellent beat. Tupac, you know, beat yeah. menacing as always. I mean, Leon, you know, back when Leon was a thing. Leon, uh, Leoning, one of the five. Leon, Leon, I guess. <laughs> Dwayne Martin, who could really ball, I guess. Didn't he have like a? Didn't he have like a, a scholarship somewhere? He he could actually ball. Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, yes, you have another case where the rims are a little bit lower, but everyone in the in that movie actually <laughs> ball. The, the, the actual yes. ball playing looked legit. So yes, it, it was it was definitely a step up from Teen Wolf. Yeah. And this is <laughs> no. You take that back. <laughs> and he, and, he, and Dwayne Martin is definitely winning in life because for for goodness sake, the guy's married to Teacher Campbell. I mean, he still looks great. And he's still, I mean, he's like fifty and he looks the same, which is like not fair. Although we do, we know black don't crack. But I mean, come on, look, at this. this is him like just three years ago. He looks the same. Didn't isn't he in a Boyz II Men video or something? I don't know. But as as I always say, black don't crack, but it black does expand. Crack. So be, <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Well said. Well said, yeah. And it was, just, I mean, it was just, it was just a great movie because it had great basketball <laughs> action. It was definitely had some, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those, you know, you know, BT TV one classics. It's just, you know, <laughs> always watch it when it's on. It's, it's highly shit. bootlegged, highly bootlegged. Yes, highly, highly bootlegged. Sadly, I had a bootleg in college of it. Uh, don't it and, Wood, and Wood Harris. Oh my God, I can't believe we forgot about Wood. Our, our man, Avon um, Marks. Masterful work on uh, the the uh, the breaks, by the way. I bet he is. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm rewatching The Wire again. I'm in, I'm halfway through season three, the he best was season. Listening so. something Ooh. really different. Oh, the new edition thing. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. You're saying season three? Hold on, is better than season four? Do we need to re? Do we need to write? Oh, you know, what? actually, since I did it with a different audience last week, let's let's quickly rank the seasons. Of the Wire. Oh, cold yeah. sack. Here we come. <laughs> quick cold sack. Quick cold sack. All right. So I'm gonna. So I will let my 
my my esteemed guests go first, and I will lay down the definitive ranking of the seasons. Go ahead. That is not how this works. But go I'll, ahead. I'll I'll go first. I'll say four, three, four. Yeah, four. one. I'm gonna say five, two. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty conventional. That, that's that's acceptable. It's not right, but acceptable. Go ahead, G Nice. Right. Same. No, the same. I would say, <laughs> say it different just to be different. Different. He's gonna say two. I would say, no, I would say no. Two is clearly not the good one. <laughs> I would but say two had a lot of good, good uh, Barksdale clan stuff going on. Two it, would it, have it been really, just fine. In throughout the ages, it really does hold up. It really does hold up. It does. Two would have been just fine. Had it not had the other four not been there, you know what I mean? Like it's a good show, yeah. but just compared to the first one, you're like, what the hell? Like you yeah. spent all this effort on season one, and then they go to a bunch of other people. Right. If, if I would say people... one, three, four, five, two. One, three, four, five, two. Uh, one's a bold. Pl- I mean, one is great. I mean, it definitely sets, sets right. the table. But that's like saying the the first Star Wars is better than Empire. It's just not. I mean, it's, it's just good. Not. It's great. It's not, not like saying that. It's saying that it is. It is. It, it's saying <laughs> it is. And, and just to be clear, as we're cold to sacking real quick, the definitive seasons are, of course, three, four, and not by. Look, I'm not saying by much. I mean, three and four. It's like mm-hmm. one. You can't eight. have three without one, though. That's why one's important. Okay. We're not really saying. Good. You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to argue about this. Three, four. Three, four, one, five, and two. And I think five gets a really bad rap. I think it's actually really fascinating because, and we're it seeing does. a lot of this shit play out right now with the whole media. I mean, my mm-hmm. God, I mean, I can't wait to get to five, just rewatch it because in this climate with how people's making up shit and fake news, I mean, they were doing fake news on the wire back in 2008. Yep. It's, it's bananas. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, it's a great series either way. Three yeah. is great because it was sort of the culmination of that first uh, Barksdale family saga. Four was good no, no, because they because of Amsterdam. No, don't don't. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the true. whole idea of a drug of a free drug zone of a, of a drug non enforcement zone. I mean, besides, I guess it was based on real life. Like, I guess they tried it in Baltimore for a stretch. But I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's, it's radical enough that it actually brought people in real life talking about doing it again. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I thought three just for Amsterdam alone that was groundbreaking. Was great. That's but the reason why I say four is because. After all the greatness of the first three, they rebooted the whole thing and still kept it interesting and still kept it as exciting, as vibrant. Prez Belusky, spoiler alert, has a rebirth. You know? Um, <laughs> best. Yeah, the, it's, uh, the, uh, well, the thing, about, the thing about four, I mean, I don't necessarily blame people who make four the best one only because it's e- i mean it's probably the most emotionally wrenching one because not only is it just kids but the whole like you know mm-hmm. you go look out for me you look out you for me, look out right? for me? Oh. oh the the, the pull the, the the hallway pull away is just you mm-hmm. know heartbreaking and then of course how they all kind of descend into their own you know different paths it's just mm-hmm. it's something to, it's something to behold it i think yeah. it won the peabody that year and, and for you know Good reason. It was excellent. Never, was never, excellent. never was even nominated for an Emmy, I believe. Fucking, you know, so uh, yeah. Have the writers, have the Writers Guild strike on that shit. You know, get let, let them revamp the, the <laughs> Emmys on that shit. Straight up, that's just bullshit. So, all right, yeah. so I'm, I'm cul-de-sacking out. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, so that was my last one. Was above the rim. I now cede the floor to KG. <laughs> uh, there's still a lot of okay, decent movies on the on the docket here. <laughs> I'm going to go with a shout-out to my mentor, Harold Sylvester, and I'm going to go with the uh, movie, the television movie, Passing Glory, which starred Andre Brower. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> as you talk about um, the white school versus black school thing, it's based on a true story about all black uh, Catholic school who sort of won the city on their side and the all white school who was the quote unquote champion. They wanted to play. The powers that be wouldn't let them play. So the players organized a game where they played each other in a gym uh, just for pride, and of course, oh my, I have not seen this. This is I new. saw this a lot. Like TNT of ways back. Uh, Khalil Kane, yeah, this is ancient. He was getting run. run. Right, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of other ones I I considered throwing in there, but you know, I'll give a shout out to that one. Uh, very entertaining, solid Andre Brower uh, sort of post. Um, uh, you know, he was able to sort of get that thing made. He was the, the number one on the call sheet for that. So, um, <laughs> outstanding. Uh, I, do you have any other thoughts on this, Gina? I have none. Mm -hmm. I've, I've not seen this. I'm, I saw it a long time ago. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's better. I have, not, I have not thought about it since that moment. And the, whatever you're going to name is not whatever. Come on. <laughs> hey, well, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come through, G-Dice. Come through. I thought you were going to say blue chips. Um, uh, that's, you know, that's out there. We are, we are, I've, already, I've already made my disclaimer. So I'm going to go with <laughs> semi-pro. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, try again. Try again. You <laughs> no. Yeah. Go ahead. Say. Uh, say I'm going to go with Space Jam. Space no, I'm gonna, Jam. I'm going to go. With, hey, that's that's at least exciting. I'm going with Semi Pro. I'm going with Semi Pro because Semi Pro was almost hilarious. Say, it was like the, the the setup for that movie. So what's that? That's hilarious. That's hilarious to me. The the setup for this movie. Sometimes he's hilarious, and sometimes he like doesn't finish a movie. He just has some hilarious moments. He's like, yeah, that's that's exactly what this movie was. Yeah, it's, it's a moments. bunch of hilarious moments, and like it's just absurd. And it should have been awesome. It wasn't quite awesome, but it it was still really really funny. And just the movie was its trailer. The trailer was fucking hilarious. I could not wait for it to come out in the theater. I saw it, and I damn near fell asleep in the last third because it had no point. It's just, I mean, it was a collection of moments. You're right, and, and hair, and, <laughs> and yeah, and, 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 and sweat. Yeah. yeah, no, look, the problem with this movie is the problem with a lot of <laughs> comedies. It's a hilarious idea, and then you have to put some stupid plot in there. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, <laughs> even even the shots. Look, I mean, this is this is uproarious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> It's absurd. It, it's it's essentially <laughs> the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Hey, so I was gonna say that movie because I've I've actually never seen that movie, and so many people talk about that movie. Huh? But you were gonna say it anyways. Huh? Yeah. Say it anyways you know, I wasn't. Had I wasn't gonna say it because I haven't seen it. But people uh, swear that's a great movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All I got is semi pro. That's it. Yeah. There's not much yeah. left out there. This shit is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. And that brings. <laughs> And then to that segment. Um, wow. Initially, okay. I thought initially I thought the segment was going to be sports movies, in which case I had a long list of very exciting titles. And uh, funny thing was that I figured that we, I mean, we'd, there'd be it'd be too wide open almost. And I did remember yeah. that we are in the NBA playoff, you know, uh, time. Mm -hmm. We might as well go, you know, hardcore basketball. We might like do some. It's should be hardcore basketball, but here's the reason why basketball movies are so hard to make. I realize this because it's hard to make it look real. 
because all these things you go through that whole list and it just that's all crazy. sports that's all sports movies that's i don't hard. know making these guys dunk on these tiny rims is so ridiculous it's it just is ridiculous. so obvious to see yeah football movies the action is terrible always always just yeah, but well, yeah, mostly. I mean, I like I like any given Sunday, even though it was like over dramatized, like people like losing eyeballs and shit. But I mean, that <laughs> <Yeah, I don't. laughs> Stop. Mm. Okay, all right. Quick ten second <laughs> sound bites. Uh, Bulls or Celtics in round one, the NBA playoffs. I guess they're up two zero. Uh, G nice, who you got? Jimmy gets buckets. The Bulls look great. Rondo looks awesome. Dwayne Wade looks like a mastermind, and. Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, just G, uh, just a G out there, man. He's just yeah. okay. Have you ten seconds at all? Go. <laughs> I, I got to go with the Bulls. I, if it was if it was one one, I'd go with the Celtics. But two zero, got to go with the Bulls. Rondo's revenge, Rondo's <laughs> remix, good for him. <laughs> take his card, but he didn't get. He didn't even know they were playing. Take that back. You take it. You're done. And and it's I'm gonna actually team. go Celtics. I think that now that the yeah, game two, you don't actually. Let me get my ten seconds. Isaiah's gonna go home. He's gonna bury his sister. He's gonna clear his head. He's gonna come back to the team and, and finally be. I won't say pass it, but finally that segment, that portion of his life will go will be you know laid to rest, so to speak. I thought it was predictable. He had a, a good game one. It's also somewhat predictable he had to have a bad game two. And I'm mad at myself because I had the wrong players in my lineups but i i probably he didn't have a bad he had like 25 he didn't have a great fantasy game let's put it that way but anyways um so it was it was fine he, on, he was fine I, I think that 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 they're gonna actually rip off four in a row it's gonna be real for them you're not gonna wow. see they're, wow. they're too good of a team to go down like this like straight celtics up. and good. six wow celtics and six four in a row watch that's you're not gonna first. happen you, Number two, where did the fame of Furious rank among the again. fast franchise? We're moving on, you big Chicago homer. Where does the fame of, I would never say that about anything. <laughs> where does the fame of the Furious rank among the fast franchise? No, Greg hasn't seen it, so KG, go. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to guess third. Have you seen the other ones in the Based, franchise? I've, I've seen Tokyo Drift, and I've seen the first one, and I would say it's Right behind those two. <laughs> wow. Okay, what a bad question. Nobody else see anything. Shit. Wait, uh, how, many, movies, how many? How many? They, they honestly movies? don't care. These movies, they <laughs> honestly don't care. They, they, they literally are going. It's almost like a joke. I think they sit there. They go, "Let's do. Let's make no plot whatsoever. It just have like fast cars." It's like, yeah, that's a great idea. They made eight of these, and they make a fortune off these movies. And they're gonna make at least eight more. Literally, nothing happens. There's always some drug deal. You have any idea what happens in any of these movies? No, it doesn't yeah. matter. Somebody What's jumps in the fast car. Vin Diesel turns rogue in this one, and F. Yes. Gary Gray makes $500 million at the box office. <laughs> Hasn't and he always been rogue that. in every single movie? No, no, because this one is special. And it has Charlize. <laughs> it has who? Charlize Theron is like the bad, the bad guy. So at the in end dreads, of the movie, there's, there's, in, blonde, there's... in Blondie Dreads. Blondie Dread. <laughs> oh. uh, and I would rank this as probably second. Seven, of course, is... I guess the best. I, well, I don't know. If Wait the a best. Can you can you name all eight? Can you name the plot for all eight? Yeah. Go one. Oh. All right. So one is Brian O'Connor's undercover as a street, you know, trying to bust a street racing, you know, thing or whatever, and he kind of goes rogue himself and and eventually gets a bit of a family. And two, he's so in that's, Miami. That's basically the that's basically the surfing movie, right? It's the um. It's yeah, Jenny yeah. They're, they're they're going for like a Point Break meets like. You know, auto racing things. He was a Fine, that's a plot. I'm good with you. Go two. Okay, two is two is there. 
okay, actually, I'm, I'm going to stumble. I'm not even looking at IMDb. I'm doing straight <laughs> up. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to stumble around this, three. No, this is like this is like cinema trap history right now. Go. Two, two is, is they're in Miami. He looks up a ludicrous. Um, something Ooh. about. <laughs> no, he does. I'm serious. Ludacris. I know. That's how ridiculous it is. It already happens. No, but, but, but Lucas becomes part of the franchise. They're they're after. He's like a hacker or some dude, some guy. He, he's undercover once again, trying to break up. I want to say, I'm gonna guess maybe it's drug drug smuggling ring. I don't know something in Miami. <laughs> and once again, street racing is involved. Three yeah. is Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. That's when Diesel got you know too big for his britches and they want to do the series, whatever. So this time they get some guy from Alabama. Uh, he gets he gets busted for street racing in 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 the South, or whatever, and gets banished over to Tokyo where he doesn't know anybody. He's fish out of water. He gets you know, sucked into the life of drift racing in Tokyo. And that's where Han becomes a part of the franchise. And then when that was three up at the very end, they bring in Vin Diesel with a cameo and that's the connective tissue between that shitty, that, that's by far, that's the shittiest of them all. Three was like, you know, no, no, that's, the, that's the second best one. Yeah. <laughs> Small sample size, right? Four is where I kind of get the where I kind of lose it a little bit. That's the <laughs> one. Oh, oh no, no, I remember, I remember this one. I remember this one. This is the one where where they're they're trying to like hijack a train. Yes, they're trying to hijack a train, and they're in um, Mexico. And I remember this one. They had like some really sick stunts in this one, and and family's all back together again, and they're trying to hijack a train. And this one, I think, is when we get introduced to the Brazilian lady, maybe. And then five is definitely Brazil. We're in Brazil. This is the one that introduces Luke Hobbs, definitely. aka The De- Rock. Definitely, definitely in Brazil. Definitely in Brazil. Yeah, de- yes, definitely Brazil. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, that one was really cool. That's one where they where they're trying to hijack like this safe. They're dragging along the street and some really crazy action scene that's the one where they really started like like okay fuck any kind of reality we're going mm. hyper realistic <laughs> wait is the rock in this one i can't remember yes yeah, the, the, the rock yeah this is the first one the rock six uh, give me a second was, six no, no. six is I can I that one it. six was it. Oh, no, no, i know six i know six this there's a transformer in this one no there's not uh six mark Wahlberg oh, makes his first shit. appearance yeah what do we do with six Okay, you got me. I, I honestly don't remember six. Seven was six was pretty good too. I remember. I remember in my head, like I really enjoyed six, but I can't recall what the plot of six was. So you got me. Seven. Six, six was when Vin Diesel said, "I'm triple X." So, I don't remember six, so you got me. But seven was. I saw seven. seven. was 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 dope. That was the one with the when the Mister Nobody, Kurt Russell joins the franchise. Um, Paul Walker's on for one last heist, and then then they, his character, you know, Brian and Mia decide they're just gonna you know quit at the end and raise their son. So instead of killing him off, which you know would have probably been a little too close to home, they give him like a nice send off and stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, and then of course eight is just bonkers bananas. You should definitely see it. Awesome. Submarines and all sorts submarines of and yeah, and, and they go to they start off in Cuba with a really sick, you know, street race thing through Cuba, and they go to like um and then they I guess it's supposed to be Russia. I guess they filmed in Iceland or something. They go to Russia and then New York, which I thought, I mean, really, we're doing New York? Everyone does does New York. You know, that's like some Avengers shit. But it was fine. It was it was fine. They they did New York okay. So yeah, so I got like I got look, I got seven out of eight. I think okay. J Devin will be proud. I think J Devin will be proud. Nice. Nice. Just give nice. yourself a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, damn it, I am going to give myself a round of applause. No notes, no IMDb, off the dome, damn it. Spanning like 15 years of a franchise or whatever. Okay, now do the Starways. Go. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Dad, now I lost, now I lost my, my, my sheet. 10-second sound bites, damn it. Uh, okay, does Unforgettable 
earned more box office and millions than Boris Diaz scored in points tonight. How many does Boris score? Boris didn't do shit tonight. What did Boris do? I actually had him on a squad too. Boris, you lazy psycho shit. What'd you do? I know you didn't win me any money. That much I know. <laughs> Where is he now? He's in Utah, living the life. Mm-hmm. I read some, some article about how he how he Segway walks his dogs. Like he doesn't go walking with his dogs. He's conserving all his energy for the 25 minutes he plays a night at age 38 or whatever. So he, <laughs> he has a Segway that, when he walks his dogs. He's no uh, freaking uh, – what's my man in Memphis? Vince uh, uh, Carter. He's no Vince Carter. <laughs> Vince Carter. Defying the ages still, again, he played like 30 minutes last night. Vince Carter's doing his That dude just comes up and down in Jack's threes. He never goes toward the rim anymore. But he's, like, effective, and he's, he's smart. And funny, like Vince a Carter? Yeah. He's, yeah, like, 45 years old. What do you know? I think he's turning 40 this year. Is he turning 40? I thought he was 38. I thought I read some article that said he's turning 40. He's, but he's planning to play, like, three more years. But he, honestly, he will not go toward the rim. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm because good. he has no purpose in there. I saw a, a video of him during warm-ups do like a crazy, uh, some kind of Boris crazy Boris had seven dunk. points. Seven oh, points. He, he's still dunking even at warm-ups? That's amazing. Yeah, it was like, it was before the actual layup line. Just, he, he sunk a half-court shot, then he came and did this crazy, like, dunk. It was like, he was 40. It's okay. crazy. Vince. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, so Boris Diel scored seven points. So will Unforgettable score more than seven million at the box office this weekend? <laughs> That's the one with uh, what's her, the Catherine Heigl and uh, and uh, who's who's will be a great Rosario. villain. Rosario, people hate Rosario, him, naturally. Rosario, Rosario, Rosario is hot. Uh, I would say I'm going to go over. Sadly, is going to go over, and actually, I'm going to go under. Under seven, it looks. Terrible. I have not heard a single person talking about this. Who who is this movie for? Nobody. I mean, Catherine Heigl isn't exactly you know you know a box office draw. She's kind of a TV draw, but until she destroyed all her goodwill from Grey's Anatomy, I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to her career after that. And I think she's fine. I mean, she's fine. I think she's gorgeous. I think she might probably gets a bad rap, but no one really wants to go see her. We love Rosario, but this I'm tired of these type of movies where women are defined through the men they're dating. Fuck this shit. I, I mean, not to get all you know Beckdale test up about this whatever. But it's like, <laughs> I late. mean, why, why are we having another jealous woman stocks ex-husband movie? No, it's no. the same as uh, Jennifer Lopez was in this movie. Beyonce yes. was in this movie. They've made this movie several times. G nice. We saw that movie, and didn't we? Didn't we walk out of enough? We saw enough. I remember we. I, I had a free <laughs> pass. Walk out. I I, I I think I walked out. You might have stayed. I might have walked. I was weirded out by the wig. <laughs> Who had a wig? Lopez had a wig. It says this weird wig for the whole second half of the movie. But it's one of those things where it's like, why? Who made that choice? <laughs> it's awesome. Wigs. So, yes. All right. So that, that's our 10 seconds. I'm over this movie. And I think it actually will make more than seven Boris DL points in millions, but not by much. <laughs> uh, and The Last Jedi trailer. That movie. We'll, we'll, start, we'll, start with, uh, we'll, we'll start with our resident fanboy, G-Nice. Yay or nay for The Last Jedi I'm, Why am I the resident fanboy? Kevin's a freak job fanboy. Oh really? Okay, but no. But we start with you though. We start with you. What, what do you think of the Last Jedi trailer? I know you saw it. Everyone saw it. I didn't see it, but Stop. I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. Are you? God, come on, man. We need to get you on Twitter, even if you nope. don't even tweet, because you won't nope. tweet. Just be part of the conversation. You're killing me here. Because nope. you can see what's trending, and then you click on that, and then you get to see the trailer. I could see the trailer. Listen, I don't need to see the trailer. I'm free solo. Please send him a draft this week. Appreciate you to follow, man. Appreciate you to follow. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to know this. I know I'm going to see the movie. I'm sure it's good. 
Do you do you or do you not want to be part of popular culture at all? Like, I am popular culture. Y'all got to me what you're talking about. Have you ever gone into a movie, sat down, not having any idea what was going to happen, and enjoyed the last ten years? Oh yes, and that was when I was a, a movie a critic, and I used to see get all these invites for these like five screen you know indie movies. Yes, that happened all the time. But I'm saying like there's something cool with that. Like, I'm okay not seeing any trailers. I know it's going to be fun. Look, I will tell you this much. I didn't. I would You're not like even know that Kendrick dropped an album on Friday if or if it weren't if it weren't for social media, if it weren't for for Twitter. So there you, you go. You would know about what the new Prince album? No, the new yeah, uh, Kendrick Lamar. There's new there's new Prince music coming out tomorrow. By the way, uh, yeah. oh, No, I saw it on Complex. It's like a <laughs> it's a, it's an EP coming out tomorrow. New Prince. Hey now. Oh Breaking my God! Wait a minute. Let's unpack that for a second. Who gave permission for that to happen? I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw that it's coming. broke ass people who are trying oh my to God, they're going to destroy this poor, this man's legacy. Is that really happening? No, they're not. They're not going to destroy his legacy. His legacy is too strong. Because Prince is an angel who is flawless in every way. We know. <laughs> his name is Prince, and he is funky. He's a musical genius. Okay, <laughs> and, and all right. So, kids are KG. Your your thoughts? I'll be right back. I've got a crying kid. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Um, I think. I saw it. I I have the highest anticipation that it's going to be great. My fear, however, is that they are trying to Jedi mind trick us and just remake the first trilogy. Uh, with like a this is going to be the darker one, a la The Empire. Well, Shakespeare. well, this is going to be the one where Luke goes off to Dagobah and is trained by Yoda, and then gets called back because the Force tells him, and then and so they're going to replay that sort of scenario. That's, That's my fair. fear. Uh, but I'm there. But isn't, for it. isn't Ryan Johnson too talented a writer and director to fall into that trap? It's a trap. You would, you would think that uh, Lawrence Kasdan was too talented to write basically that last one, The Force uh, Awakens, which was which was basically a reboot of Star Wars. You know, like a remake of Star Wars. Yeah. The more you analyze it, it's true. I, I mean, you but you enjoyed the hell of it, right? I know. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, I probably enjoyed Rogue One better. Oh yeah, yeah I, I uh, but so I'm so I'm excited that we at least have some diversity in the Star Wars universe. We have our our trilogy and then our standalones that will sort of hopefully get darker and go in some different directions. And you know, looking forward to seeing obviously the Lando Calrissian standalone. I mean, yeah. wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. You mean the Han Solo standalone with Lando Calrissian, or is yes. there a Lando Calrissian yeah. standalone that I didn't hear about? No, no, no. The the I solo it was one. My shit. <laughs> no, no, no. The solo one with with Calrissian. Uh, okay, cool. Which yeah, which you know, directed by Lord and Miller, and you know, Chris mm-hmm. Miller. Big shouts, Lakeside High School, class '93, my oh, classmate. Really? So yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. We had a quick fun fact. We used to be BFS for about seventh grade, and then he got like this new house built because his parents are rich, and mm. he became a douchebag, <laughs> and we weren't friends anymore. <laughs> oh, nice. I know, but I mean, you know, we grew up in so I mean, we're like we're Facebook friends, whatever that is, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I've I've told him about Cinema Draft. Maybe one day he'll play. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But mm-hmm. no, yeah. I mean, we're we were we're excited to see his success. He and Aditya, Aditya Sood, he's the producer of Deadpool, also Lakeside mm-hmm. High School, Class '93. He did Deadpool, The Martian, Designated Survivor. He's getting his he's getting his chips. So you know, and also right. Seth Gordon, Class '94, Lakeside High School's deep in this bitch. Seth Gordon, director of Horrible Bosses and Baywatch. Yes. And he's a really cool guy, too. Very low-key. You know, was, uh-huh. went to public school for two years, joined Lakeside his junior year, my senior year. We were in two plays together. So mm-hmm. big shouts, Lakeside. 
He he so he directed the the new Baywatch movie with the Rock. The new Baywatch, yeah. He's I mean he's got I mean he does everything. His 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 calling card was the King of Kong. And actually, I remember meeting mm. him after because I saw the movie um, as one of those indie movies that you know great, I was, I got all the time. Had no idea. The documentary, right? It was it was great. And then I saw at the end of Seth Gordon. I saw the beginning of Seth Gordon. I was like, oh shit, I know Seth. And I called mm. him up after he was just getting out to L.A. or whatever. We had. Uh, lunch at Hijack Fridays, caught up and stuff. And I gave him, I, I regret the review I gave him. I gave him three instead of four reels and only because I didn't want to seem biased because I knew the kid. Uh, but I, it's a great documentary. I, I totally regret that review. It was now, cool. question, did you go to Magic Johnson's Friday in the uh, in the marina? That exact thing. Well, actually, no, actually, it was uh, the, the, the Black Bucks one. Yeah, the one in uh, uh, Ladera. In Ladera. Yeah, Ladera. <laughs> I, we went to that very same one, that very same uh, Hijack Friday. Right nice. next to Magic Johnson Starbucks, aka Black yes. Bucks. <laughs> Good yeah. times. Okay, so yeah. let, let, me, let me bring this thing into the part of of the podcast that several of you have have been waiting for. It is, of course, the shot list. But first, let me explain the cinema draft game. It is the fantasy sports version of the movies, but instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies, and how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points on your call sheet of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. You draft 10 actors, no more, no less, who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have a 100K budget to try to draft all 10 actors. You need to draft at least one actor from all three release types of movies, wide, limited, and platform. You must draft one from each. You Headliners get 40% more, and you have two headliners per film. Uh, for example, if Suicide Squad earns 100 uh, million, Margot Robbie gets 100 points, while Will Smith gets the 40% headliner bonus for 140 points. It is free to play with over $200 in prizes this week, plus a $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet. Big shout out to the dual winner last week. Uh, Gamble 24X7 and Ring Balls 22 both took home a $25 bonus. Nice. And we are, yes, exactly. Really nice. And actually, I'm glad we were able to afford it this week. <laughs> if we get too many of these <laughs> duplicate call sheets, I don't know. But yes, it's my mm -hmm. pleasure to give them both $25 each. And we are, our beta testing is open and live. Come join us at cinemadraft.co. And let me get my screen share on to get us to, and of course, I, of course, I thought I had this up by now. I guess I don't have it up. Let me bring up this week's talent pool for the people. The mm -hmm. talent pool is the are the list of actors that we're looking at rostering this week. And uh, Gene Ice, by the way, just just quick question, Gene Ice, are you are you back with us? I think he's still attending. He's still handling. Okay, good. And we get to make fun of him behind his back. Gene Ice <laughs> had a very intriguing call sheet. And by intriguing, I mean it sucked. What were you thinking, <laughs> Gene Ice? What were you thinking not having a single Fast and Furious actor? Not even what? in – I mean, not, I mean I, I, you, the, the play was to have at least one headliner. But at least even you, if you had a non-headliner, give yourself a shot, my man. Give yourself a shot. At, at that was, it, was a, it was a tricky week with the, with the Fast and the Furious because you could really – only afford one, which everyone sort of had, which is was the the genius of, or the the uh, painful <laughs> the painfulness of the of the way that the the uh, actors were were priced this week. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Like it was funny that you tweeted. You're sitting there looking at your thing, trying to get that last hundred dollars. Oh uh, man! Because it was it was definitely <laughs> tight this week. I did finish top ten in all in all yes, categories. 
want some money in, in one I want of a little them, bit so. of money on one of them so you know trying to trying to slowly get up there with the with the Jay Devlins and the uh, ring balls of the world well, you know what you need to do, and, and not to you know, not to overly plug this, I've been playing it a little bit more actively only because it's helped so many people, but our group chat is lit, let me tell you. We've got mm-hmm. side bets going on. We're talking strategy seven days a week. Someone's talking about something about a screen count or general mm-hmm. strategy. I mean, it's, it's like people helping people. And also, since you can't bet money in our game, you know, we, you know some people are making some money on the side, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so feel free to check out the group chat. You know, we have a link on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash cinemadraft, I do believe. But yes, let me get the screen share on. Let's get this shot list going. And also, Talk one thing I, I will say about the, listening to the podcast with you and Jay Devlin from the other week. Oh, okay. Uh, looking at the uh, screen numbers, or rather, the uh, number screen of screens count. makes a big difference when you're when you're splitting hairs, uh, coming down to those last those last few picks on your call sheet. Absolutely, because I believe it was the the performance of your name, which really, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was we were it was a little bit of a wild card only because we weren't sure how many screens it was going to end up at, and it, it ultimately ended up at two hundred ninety two screens, and just that difference in screens because I had actually less screens, uh, less uh, made less money per screen than uh, than say Colossal did, but we were a lot of us were on Colossal pretty hard. And look at Colossal mm-hmm. made like this is right we it's right weekend uh, per screen. Oh, that's theater camp per screen. Colossal made you know forty six hundred per screen, but mm-hmm. look at you know look at down here. Your name only made twenty five hundred, but because it was on almost three times the amount of screens, it get it was pretty much the difference in winning mm-hmm. in the call sheets that won this week. So so yeah, yeah, so definitely you're right. Screen counts matter. Screen counts definitely do matter and so let's take a look at uh this shot list real quick i definitely have some opinions on what's going to perform for us this weekend obviously the a-list and these are actors you will definitely want on your call sheet obviously i'm gonna go with dwayne johnson or vin diesel they're both priced the same these are our headliners from fate of the furious we ticked them down about three grand to uh, thirty-two thousand. Uh, I mean, still, you're only gonna be able to afford one actor period from the Fade of the Furious. So mm-hmm. get used to being creative. We are. Uh, we're looking at um, uh, probably another maybe forty-five, fifty million. So with the headliner bonus, looking at about sixty-four uh, cinema draft points. So definitely get uh, one of those on there and move along. And this, as I declared in the podcast this afternoon, this is. Hunt of the season. <laughs> He's your other A-list act or other A-list actor this week. He is in the Lost City of Z, entering its second week, but a large expansion into uh, 500 screens. Now, let me tell you, if this holds, let me just let's just check while we have it on the line right now. Let's just check to see if it's gone up or down at all. It's at an, at an estimated 500 screens. If it stays at 500 screens exactly, it will still qualify for platform. It is the platformiest of platform screens because uh, mm-hmm. movies because you can only go up to from one to 500 screens for platform release. So if it is at 500 screens and this is what the pricing is based on, then it is a must play. And actually, there is a case to be made for a max fade of Fate of the Furious if this wow. is at exactly 500 screens. If this locks on Thursday night at 500 screens exactly, I might I might submit in the feature presentation a full max stack of eight actors from this movie um, you know, as, as my... Just think about it, because this movie... Because look at the per-screen average. This is where we get into the weeds of the stuff, but this is what makes the game so exciting and fun. Last weekend, it did... 
So velocity of Z on a per screen average by far was just, you know, killing the game, 27,500 per screen. Now, obviously, it's not going to keep that up on 500 screens. It did that in New York mm -hmm. and L.A. But let's say it gets even a third of that, 10,000 per screen. On 500 screens, you're looking at 5 million, which at one, you know, one uh, cinema draft point per 100,000 is 50 fucking points. <laughs> and as a headliner, uh, that 40% bonus, 70 points for headliner. How are you fading? This, this actually could outscore Fate of the Furious just on raw <laughs> points alone. So I'm I'm wow. all about Lost City of Z if this sucker is at 500 screens. If it's at even 490 or 475, I'm max stacking this sucker out. I'm doing all eight actors you can you know, do for this movie because it's it's where it's at. So I'm not to give away my strategy, but yeah, if this sucker is platform at 450 or more, there's a case he made to max stack it. That's just my take. Uh, are there any A-list actors you're looking out for? Are there any must plays you see in the talent pool for you this week? Uh, not, I mean, obviously, Fate of the Furious is, is, is a no-brainer. I think it's sort of, I got to, you know, dig in the weeds a little bit and find that nice limited release, whether it's going to be, and the way that you guys price them, it's always tricky, but finding that thing, Thank you. whether it's, whether it's gifted or whether it's like, a, um, whether Get Out might still have something. Get Out you. still got some bounce the ounce, man. That's, uh, and then. Uh, the case for Christ actually came through a little bit for me, you know, with Easter weekend. Uh, I think I got like maybe seven points or something like that. And now we're all back and to being heathen, so I think it's so, faded. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but you know, some interesting, the, you know, Ghost in the Shell. You might be able to squeeze in and get something decent out of. I think maybe that was just last weekend. I'm trying to think, there was one other movie gifted. Gifted, Gifted's got some, some potential. We to see if it expands at all. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Gifted over the weekend with a friend of mine. So, uh, actually, I was supposed to see it last weekend, but we couldn't get our times together. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I I think uh, it'll do it'll it'll do a little bit of business. I mean, limited release. What I found interesting and and it's worth a listen if you want to listen to the podcast earlier that was released earlier today that we did the recap from last week's action is that the winning call sheets, like the top call sheets, all just punted the limited release category. They went with like a headliner from the shack, which only got like one mm -hmm. point, like, you know, four points or 1.85 points or whatever. They could have cared less about limited release. They were all about platform release. I mean, obviously everyone had Fade the Furious headliner, but after that it was all about platform releases. Those people mm -hmm. who, who stacked your name, who did a, who did like, you know, a dual stack of Colossal in your name that really got, you know, some, some action there. So yeah, it's, so that's, and I'm actually thinking about doing another, or doing a, a, a kind of like, you know, five to seven minute strategy podcast. Cause we're, we are going to be taking on some new players coming up. We're doing some marketing initiatives over the next couple of weeks uh, to really get the word out. So we're looking for. Uh, so I'm I'm probably gonna do a little strategy podcast, a little, little micropod where you know it will go over some some best practices maybe for developing a winning call sheet because some weeks you know it's all about you know the you know the, the big the big guys in the room. Some weeks it's mm. figuring out what the best movie in its release type is going to be and getting actors from that. And some weeks it's figuring out, you know, stars and scrubs. What can you punt? What can you, you know, what can you load up on? What can you punt? So yeah, mm. that's, that's that's some good stuff. Uh, co-starring on the shot list, and these are some values you might want to look out for this weekend. We're going to bring it back to, I guess you could, I wouldn't say old reliable. It's going to, I think it's third or fourth week. The Boss Baby. Still got some <laughs> little juice in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Buscemi, a headliner and Boss Baby. It's the best of what's left. 
And then also Born in China, Don't Sleep. This is a new release. I almost didn't even put this in the talent pool. Only two actors. These are the, and it depends if you listen to, if you watch the Chinese version <laughs> or the American version. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, the, these are the two narrators, John Krasinski of The Office fame. And then Zhu Zun, who is unknown to me or most American audiences, those are the two narrators for, for the film. And these movies tend to do well during Earth Day. This is basically a Save the Pandas type movie. Um, Earth Day is coming up, I believe, what's that, the 22nd, 24th? I forget what Earth Day is. Earth Day's coming up, and so they always do, so Disney always does an Earth Day release, and this is their Earth Day release, and those tend to do pretty well. So at 6,200, you could do worse. You only have two actors here. They're both headliners, so if you're looking to, to round out your call sheet, you might want to go with Zhu Zun. Let's hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, to get, you know, there might be some hidden value here on 1,500 screens of limited release. And then the cutting room floor, you just skip these losers, and it's going to be the Smurfs. This is a classic <laughs> case of a movie that didn't even do that much when it came out, and now is officially way too wide for its own good. Look at that. It's probably only going to be on 3,000. It's probably going to still be on 3,000, 2,500, 3,000 screens. Nobody's seen this stupid movie, and, and it's going to be too wide for its own good. I'll be surprised if it makes more than 4 or $5 million, especially after last weekend where, it, where I'm pretty sure it only may – what did Smurfs do? Smurfs did. Have you seen any of the Smurf movies ever? No. I mean, I saw Smurfs when I was a kid, and I'm good. Actually, I take that back. It made $6.7 million last weekend, but that still was a 49% decline. So wow. it's on its way out. Yeah, it's definitely on its way out. Then the other one is Ghost in the Shell, uh, and it's more like Ghost in the Theater because ain't nobody <laughs> seeing that. And it was actually a pretty solid movie. It's very solid three reels. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but all the cultural appropriation audiences were not – Oh, yeah, G-Nice, now that you're back, we just wanted to clown you to your face. What was going on with your call sheet, dude? Was that a placeholder one? <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm serious. I mean, thank you for participating. We love you playing the game. We need the numbers. We love seeing everyone play. But God damn, what was that? What was that? Right. Not a single Fast and Furious? Are you, were you trolling us? <laughs> <laughs> you got to make movies you believe in. Not really. <laughs> Not for this game. Don't don't believe in the movies or the actors. Believe in the points in the strategy, right. in the game theory. DFL eighty five points. Even newcomer JJ one outscored you. And Wait, Shanna from was I dead last? You're DFL. Yes, dead fucking last. Wow, I am so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> My plan is coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah, the pop cultural misanthrope. Yes, <laughs> point. That's funny. No. Power Rangers? Is that on your call sheet? He just went with people he's heard of. Look at that. John Headliner and all people he's heard of. <laughs> well, because my, my son keeps pointing out Ghost, uh, my son keeps pointing out Power Rangers, so I thought it'd be funny. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, keep doing what you're doing, G-Nice. Keep putting in the call sheet, helping our numbers. We appreciate your participation. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to bring this plane in for a landing. Um, our over-under this week is unforgettable. $10 million, a very modest over-under. What do you guys think? Over-under, well, unforgettable starring Katie Heigl do $10 million or more this weekend? No, under. Under? G-Nice? Over, because there's Ario. Ah, okay. You know what? I think the love for Rosario might be enough. I would love to say it's a push, but I'd say it will do $1 over $10 million just to annoy the hell out of me. 
terrible looking movie. I did not know Single Soul was going to see this, but watch Tracking come out tomorrow on Box Office Pro be like, 20 million! Because they <laughs> always get it right. <laughs> okay, uh, and where can you find Cinema Draft as we bring this in for landing? It is at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up for your free beta. We're all on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Medium, either some version of at play Cinema Draft or just Cinema Draft. Definitely check us out. Also subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we are live this week with uh, with uh, games running in the lobby already. Definitely sign up before they fill up. $46 the first place in the feature presentation, plus the $25 bonus for the call sheet of the week. And of course, this is the highest call sheet uh, in any of the contests. That, of course, must be my sheet. If I have the highest call sheet of the week, then y'all get nothing. All right. The results will be uh, we lock the theater counts at 6 p.m. Pacific on Thursday evenings and the game runs at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And my esteemed guests, the WBW, G Nice, the cultural misanthrope. Do you have anything to plug? Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to say on your way out? Plug your ish. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. That's all I have to say. Damn. And you know what? I'm not, I mean, I appreciate Kendrick Lamar. I know he's on some other shit. I know that I'm not one of these people who are like, I see, you know, the face of God in every lyric he has, but this, <laughs> this, this album right here, this shit right here, this shit right <laughs> here to go all Cali on it, knocks hard as hell. Knocks really hard. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I just researched the Prince album a little bit. Um. <laughs> It does come out on Friday. It's in six song EP in honor of his death. Okay. So we will all be on the lookout for that wherever we get our various music. You're not going to be on the lookout for that, but you, you, you should be on the lookout because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I would like to give a hand to you guys. Thanks again. Another excellent tripod. Yes, let's definitely do it again. Let's see if we can do this again in May. Definitely uh, a highlight of each month getting the boys together. Appreciate y'all. And good luck on this whole writers non-strike WBW. We are yes. pulling for you and all the other working black writers in Hollywood and just working writers, period. Get your coins. Yes, because please. when I come through my production company five years from now, I want to get paid top dollar, damn it. That's right. That's right. And that'll bring in – That's just, and, you know – to say it again, we'll bring this in for landing. Appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for viewing. The Facebook views were off the hook last week. Bring it back. Bring it, yes, chop it, Cardinal. Yes, of course. Bring it back this week for the tripod. Show your love on Facebook and other places. And, you know, while you're out there this weekend, go see a movie or something.